And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, with me as always is my brother Travis, and this is part four, the finale of our favorite tracks from 2020. It's been a wild ride, Trav. Wild ride. It has. You know, I've been listening to, as I sometimes do, Q, I go back and listen to our episodes. Some people would say I like to hear the sound of my own voice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like we've done a pretty good job, um, some episodes more than others, but with the, with the flow, like the flow of the songs. I feel like our second, our part two episode had a really decent like vibe to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we did a good job with like the psychedelic and like the... Uh, the vapor wave like we just happened to have five songs that worked worked really well together and then part three was kind of you know a little mixed but um you know we kind of brought some some more like brevity to the picks you know with your um i don't remember the name of the singer songwriter laura marling is who you're thinking of. yeah and then uh you know i had um tall black guy and his um those lyrics in that song, you know, are kind of speaking to the, uh, you know, all the protests and stuff that were happening over the summer, right? Yeah, dude. The fear in your eyes. So what are we going to, how are we going to close this out, Q? Like, we've set the bar so high. Like, what are we going to do? Well, here's the deal. So if, if you're tuning in for the first time, um, if this is your first time ever uh, listening to No Filler, hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're excited to have you. What we've been doing is we each made our own list of favorites for the year. And so I brought 10 and Travis brought 10 and we kind of, we decided to do kind of like a back and forth, just kind of pick a song that flows and just go from track to track. So we don't know what song the other one's going to play. And we're just kind of doing like a, like a live DJ set, if you will. Yeah. It's, um, you know, at this point, we only have five songs between the two of us left, so... Dude, I've only got two songs, man. You've so only got two songs left. I've got three songs left. <laughs> yeah. We're going to try our best to make the flow between the two, but I can tell you right now, the three that I'm bringing, one of them is way out in left field, so I can't even tie the three of my last songs together. So, it, you know, hey, you know what? Strap in. It's going to be an interesting ride, but I think, I think we've got some good stuff to close us out. Also... Uh, if you sent us your suggestion on Twitter for your favorites of the year, we haven't forgotten about you. We're going to do an entire episode with nothing but um, fan favorites. And we're also going to throw in some picks from some of our previous guests on the show. So that's going to be a lot of fun, dude. We might have to do two episodes, but I can't wait to play, you know, to finally have something other than like our picks you know it's all about us man i've had about enough of it that's dude, gonna be a lot of fun you're dude. tired of of us dude if i have to hear my dumb dumb voice i mean you're still gonna more. have to it's still gonna be our voices talking though sorry yeah yeah that's true shit we didn't reach out to 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 each of you individually and ask you to submit a recording of yourself explaining what you liked about your now own song that, that would have been cool would have been dope that would have been next, cool next year next year all right, so this is our final five, dude, and you're starting us off this time. All right, Q. So I'm going to start us with 
some of the most fast and heavy mm. metal music that you could possibly ask for. So if you are a fan of the Doom video game franchise like me, then you likely played Doom Eternal at some point this year. If you're like me, you got it and started playing it the day that it came out, which lined up, for me at least, perfectly with when my company went to remote work and we were doing like heavy quarantining and stuff. It came out March 20th. And for a lot of us, that was when like we first started to be like, oh, this COVID thing is actually going to affect my life in some way. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah. Around this time is when, you know, the first, you know, few cases started popping up in uh, in Texas and in, in the DFW area. I know Q in Washington, you guys were already going through it. We time. got hit first. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was also quarantined. Like I, I, I wasn't able to serve tables either so we were all just kind of hanging out at home yeah so if you know anything about doom you are a marine and you are killing demons that's all you gotta know yeah it doesn't matter what what version of doom you're playing yeah it's been pretty consistent and doom 2016 which was kind of like the reboot of the franchise sort of went it was like a return to form basically and that was one of the best video game soundtracks of all time the guy's Wasn't Doom name, one of the first like, first person, first person shooter? shooters? Yeah. Yes, it was essentially like they were the pioneers of the first person shooter. And it's a little company called ID out of Richardson, Texas of all places. I've probably driven by the building plenty of times. It's just like this. Yeah, I probably have too, man. I used to live in Richardson. Yeah. So anyway, Mick Gordon is the composer and he is sort of like a like a heavy metal composer if you want to call it that, right? And he uses this guitar style, which I just kind of recently learned about. It's one of those things where like, I've heard this style of metal. I just didn't know it had this name attached to it. It's kind of hard to pronounce gent or, um, yeah, I I think that's how you pronounce it. It's D-J-E-N-T. It's a very like distinct uh, sound of like palm muted, distorted, low pitch guitar sound, right? Anyway, this was hard for me to pick one song because the soundtrack itself is like hours long because it's a video game score, right? There's hours and hours of gameplay. There's music for every every moment of the game, you know what I mean? But um, so they brought back Mick Gordon, obviously, to do twenty the, the 2020 soundtrack, the Doom Eternal soundtrack. So we're going to play one song from, from this soundtrack. Like I said, almost impossible to pick just one. But I'm going to go with kind of the more, one of the more memorable songs. So this is called, and this is kind of, it's kind of the basis of the game. This this tells you all you got to know. The only thing they fear is you. Here we go.
Love it, dude. Love it. I don't I don't listen to enough metal, dude. You know? I need more stuff like that in my life. Okay, well just imagine that you're running through the pits of hell with a with a massive shotgun or or the BFG as they call it, the big fucking gun. And you're just <laughs> blasting away demons, dude. It's the best feeling ever. Blasting D's. Blasting yeah. D's. <laughs> Uh, dude, it's fucking amazing. And like his soundtrack is largely responsible for like people remember the soundtrack just as much as they remember like the game play because it's it, the the two are so inseparable. Like the gameplay experience plus his music. That's how that's how like spot on his his soundtrack was, especially for Doom twenty sixteen. So like the the anticipation for the soundtrack for this game was almost equal to like the anticipation for the game itself. You know what I mean? And both delivered um but anyway that was a long first pick yeah it was but i'm curious to know how you're going to transition from that like i have a feeling you don't have anything that's anywhere close to that well i'm going to bring the intensity brother okay so don't you worry all right um and i know you can agree with me on this and i'm going to give a shout out to mitch for turning us on to this band and this album i know what's happening yeah dude idols the punk rock band from bristol england uh and their album ultra mono man dude this is one of the best albums of the year i was i was blown away by the opening track man there's just something about this album this is another one of those like rally cry albums for 2020 you know a lot Mm -hmm. of a lot of the lyrics are very uh topical um, there's songs about racial injustice. There's songs about uh, consent, you know, like just really powerful songs. So we're going to play track two on Idol's record, Ultra Mono. This song is called Grounds. Nothing 
crazy um i tell you man i'm I'm gonna ask you yes or demand i'm gonna demand that we play track one sure his voice his lyrics are like perfectly paired you know what i mean like the way that he delivers his lines is perfect yeah uh and the way he accentuates certain lines you can hear um, the frustration and the anger yeah but you like you just you have to like it's one of those albums where you push play and like you have no choice but to pay attention. You're captivated. Yeah, man. Yeah, I want I want to read my favorite line is from verse 3. He says, "Not a single thing has ever been mended by you standing there and saying you're offended." It's like fucking well sh- show up or sh- shut up or whatever. Yeah. What's, what's put up phrase? or shut up. Put up yeah, dude. Like you just because like you can't just type, you know, be all like uh, righteous and shit and just tweet something and yeah, then yeah. feel good about yourself. Like, go do something about it. Uh, he says here, do you hear that thunder? That's the sound of strength in numbers. Yeah, it's awesome. So there's this really great interview uh, that came out back in early October when it was first released on NPR. Scott Simon interviews Joe Talbot, who is the lead singer from Idols. Uh, and I want to play a quick clip from that. Simon asks him this uh, question about uh, where he, th- if he thinks that um, music has like a, a special role these days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, listen to what, what Talbot says. His response to that is great. Do you think music has a special role these days in the times in which we're living? Um, not comparatively, no. I think music's always had a special place no matter what era. Music is the untold magic of our existence is the one thing that we don't understand but we understand the most it gives everyone a platform to feel part of the world but also to feel and there's something magical about music that is not understandable but completely humane which means it's just in us Um, it will always be a platform to feel and it will always be a platform on which to be and experience the world. Mm. That's kind of what stood out to me the most about like you push play on the album and, and like the lyrics are going to jump out at you big time. It's a rally cry, man. Like I said. Yeah, it's fucking it's great, man. Talbot and their music is like a great voice for for people that need one. And the intensity, too. This is actually a great this is a great match to uh, to come off of uh, the Doom soundtrack. Yeah, I thought you might like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was lucky enough. Dude, I was actually driving. I was in the car. I actually did hear this interview when it was aired, so it was really cool. Um, and it's funny because I heard that, and 
I forgot about like they 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 play sound bites of different songs from the record, and then I just kind of forgot about it. You know, like I drew, like I didn't I didn't revisit the album. I, I forgot. Like you know, it's one of those things where if you're listening, you might not necessarily remember. Like who was that guy? Totally forgot. And then Mitchell sent us a link to this album. And he was like, dudes, you gotta fucking listen to this new Idols record. Anyways, man, I want to quote him again from this NPR um, interview. So the single, there's a single on on this album called Rains, uh, and it's about kind of the class division in in England. And he says here, um, there's a real cancerous history of class division in England and Britain. There's a class war going on in this country and in yours. The poor are dying at the hands of the 1% and they're being ignored. And the fact that there's a royal family in our country that exists in a time where people are making charities in order to feed the poor in a developed country is insane. The idea of a royal family is, in my eyes, insane and they still exist somehow. Yeah, it's awesome. And like you said, couldn't have come out in a better year. Like this year is the year for this record and we have heard the sound of strength and numbers this year man for yeah sure. yeah and um yeah it's one of those questions that you have to ask like depending on when they wrote these songs we might not have this if it weren't for the state of the, the globe right now you know yeah. yeah so let's play some uh, track one dude this is another this is like tied for me for favorite you know like yeah, so that's the this thing. This song like, is amazing. When we were putting together our favorites from 2020, this was my pick off of this album, and Grounds was yours. So this might be a little uh, a lengthy episode, but that's okay. Hey, you know what? Our last episode, part three, was only 41 minutes, dude. So there we you got go. like you know, usually our our episodes are around an hour long. So if this one's an hour and 20, then we're just making up for last week's being short. There okay. you go. Perfect. All right, let's listen to War.
fucking pump, bro. I've never, I'm telling you, man, I had to stop what I was doing to pay attention. I know I talk about that a lot, but like, I, because all the things that happen in this song that take you by surprise, especially the way that just, just the way that they deliver the, the verses, man. Oh, and it's happening at such a fast pace. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like hit after hit after hit. Exactly. And that's kind of the point of the song. They're talking about yeah. the sound of a sword, the sound of a gun, uh, the sound, dude, the sounds of the drone button pusher. I mean, that is fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. Uh, and then the whole, the drumming, the fucking drum fill. Oh, yeah, dude. It just comes out of nowhere, like you said. And then it just comes right back in with them screaming about war. You know, it's just fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. And, I, dude, I got a quote. Man, dude, I mean, can you tell that this is one of our favorite albums of the year? Yeah. Uh, I want to quote a line from another one of my favorite songs from this record, Net Touche Pas Moi. It's about consent and it's about douchebags that don't take a hint sure. when a girl tells you to back the fuck off. Right, right. Uh he said, verse two, this is a sawn off for the cat callers. This is a pistol for the wolf whistle because my body is my body and it belongs to nobody but me. I fucking love it, dude. Yeah, that's right. Whole, this whole song is, is, is so he actually talks about that in the NPR interview. He says, yeah, that song came about from um, he said one of the their largest shows to date was at this venue that held 10,000 people and he found out after the show that there were a few people that felt unsafe in the crowd yeah. from the a-holes that were in there. So he wrote a song. He said, so I thought we could write an anthem for them. Yeah, that's awesome. cool. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about this song and a lot of the songs on this record is they are more metal than most metal songs. And this is not a metal album. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. the the feeling and the intensity that you get from a good heavy metal song, they deliver that better than than most most bands that say, "Hey, we're metal." You know what I mean? Right. You know, you could you could learn something from these guys. Yeah. So hey, that's it. We get, let's move on, dude. Okay. But I want to say, you know, shout out to Mitchell one more time. Mitch, thanks for sharing this album with us, dude. Fucking love it. Yeah. One of my favorite albums of the year, man. Blew me away. Uh, but hey, before we jump to our next pick. Let's take a quick break. So speaking of getting blown away. Are we are we gonna get blown again, dude? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so here's the thing. My last pick was a, a soundtrack to a video game that I spent a lot of time playing this year and that I absolutely loved. And that's the thing about soundtracks, right? Especially to video games and to TV shows, if you're invested in a video game or a TV score, you're going to become very intimate with the music that you're hearing, right? Especially if it's 10 episodes long or something like that, if it's a show, right? So I fell in love, as I always do, with the with the music that these guys put out, with the soundtrack for this TV show, which, by the way, I can't recommend this TV show enough if you haven't watched it. Um the show is called Devs, D-E-V-S. Oh, you know? yeah, man. You were telling me about this. Have you not seen it yet? No, I haven't watched you it. You got to watch is it. Is it on man. Amazon? It's an FX show, but you okay. can watch it on Hulu. Anyway, so this is directed by a guy named Alex Garland, who I will watch anything that he puts out. I'm in love with his stuff. Anything that he directs and writes is 
amazing stuff. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of his work. He did Ex Machina and he did Annihilation. Uh, so if you've seen those movies, then you know who these composers are because he uses the same two guys every time. Their names are Ben Salisbury and G.F. Barrow or Jeff Barrow. Uh, anyway, the soundtracks that these guys put out are some of the most like surprising and like impactful scores uh, that fit perfectly with the story like every time. Key, have you seen either of those movies, Ex Machina or Annihilation? Uh, I've seen Ex Machina, yeah. Okay. You may remember that scene, very pivotal scene. I'm not going to say anything for spoilers, but there's this sting, you know, you'd call it a sting in the music world, right? That happens, that coincides with like essentially the climax of the film, right? That is, you know, again, like the perfect thing they could have done. They could have done a, a better thing, right? Anyway, what they do so well is like deliver these kind of like, the, the way that they blend sort of uh, your your more classical uh, orchestrated stuff with technology, it, it, it's truly unique. Like there's nobody else that does soundtracks like this. So anyway, I'm going to play two songs, Q. Sorry. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I have to do it. Okay. I have to do it <laughs> All right. because you, you have to get the, you got to get the feeling for what they're doing. And to give you like a really quick summary of the show in one sentence, it is a story about, I'm, I'm going to quote this, uh, this interview. It is the story centered on the murder of a programmer at peculiar tech company, Amea, which is secretly developing a massive and highly advanced quantum computer system. So advanced that it can use its data processing power to extrapolate and visualize moments of the distant past and even the future. All right, so let's listen to one track here to start us off. And I think this will give you kind of an idea of what these guys do. This song is called Stealing the Code. Just as a fair warning before I hit play on this track, there are some... I'm just saying this to, just to warn you. I feel like it, I feel like it'd be better if I didn't say this. Could it be even more impactful? But I'm saying it just because it's... Th there are some moments in the song that may startle you. That's all I'm going to say.
God, dude, you're gonna give me a fucking heart attack, bro. <laughs> apologies to anybody. Shit. Apologies. <laughs> okay, apologies to anybody who I may have startled. <gasps> just, <laughs> but dude, if if I ever take part in a haunted house, that's the one. I'm to going go to with, request huh? that that song just play and repeat. <laughs> All right. So that would be considered a sting, right? Um, well, let me say that's the most uh, effective put me on edge music that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we should have done a fucking like. This would have been a good Halloween episode, actually. Yeah. Um. All right, Q. So. Yeah. And hey, anyone who was like out and about like driving to work or to go visit grandma or something. Sorry. Actually, I guess no one's visiting grandma right now. If you're visiting grandma, you're you're you you, you got to reevaluate what you're doing here. Your life your life choices in December uh 2020. Right. Anyway, um Well, whew, Travis okay. is the next is the next one you're going to bring just to fucking Spooksville? It's going to No, no, it's going to balance it out. That's why I wanted to bring to. Cuz I'll say what was so impactful about it was that it just it was so sporadic. Like yes, those, you didn't know when it was going to happen. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now Obviously, it is synced up with what's happening during that scene, right? Um, yeah. But if you notice, in between the stings were these kind of these bells, right? Like these sort of yeah, right. So that's part of this, right? So let me Very, play the next uh, track atmospheric. here. Yes, let me play the next track. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I just want to. This will give you a good flavor of the score. So this next song is called "Entering Devs Slash the Machine." beautiful so had i not told you that it was kind of like a tech sci-fi 
thriller. What, what would you think that 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 type of a soundtrack, maybe like a period piece or something like that? Oh, from yeah, like, like yeah, it's like a monk, like a yeah, Buddhist perfect temple exactly. or something. Yeah. Dude, perfect temple <laughs> monk. Yeah, here's why that's so amazing. The show deals with like philosophical topics like determinism and free will and stuff like that. And like the software that this company is making essentially is like elevating them to like this God status, you know what I mean? Because they're able to see the future. Right. So that's why this soundtrack, I'm going to quote this interview again. This guy says, complimenting the stories of sentient robots, mysterious extraterrestrials, and monomaniacal Silicon Valley types are sonically rich, phantasmagorically melodic, and righteously experimental score cues provided by Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury. That's a good description of it, right? But that's why it has these like monk like choirs and like bells and stuff that almost sound like church, like, you know, religious kind of uh, tones and stuff, right? Yeah, it just proves how good they are at what they do. Right, because when you watch the show, it doesn't really match what you might associate with a score like that. But at the same time, it's like perfect when you when you consider the themes of the show. And then you have those moments like from the first song I played that just like stab you, come out of nowhere. And there's plenty of stuff like that throughout the whole score, by the way. Anyway, that's that. Go watch the show if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen Annihilation or Ex Machina, go watch those as well. If you like sci-fi, if you like those kind of like sci-fi movies that make you think, you know, I highly recommend those two films. And then this TV show is one of the best things that came out this year. Again, it was kind of like the perfect way. It was perfect escapism for this year. came out earlier this year and uh, yeah, I was just blown away by it. And of course, just like with Doom and like being excited about the score, like I was, anytime Alex Garland puts something out, these guys are probably going to be attached to it and the music is going to be fucking amazing. And this was like another example of that. So anyway, all right, this is, this is a weird episode, dude. We're all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm about to make it even weirder. Okay. As, as far as like bouncing around. All right. Uh, so this is actually a song that I played as a what you heard earlier this year. Uh, it was just one of those magical moments, dude. So back in, I guess it was early summer. We did our back to school episodes and we were bringing a bunch of emo music from the early 2000s. And I just happened to hear this song from these guys at the same time that we were recording all these. So it was just like, man, perfect timing to find this band because they're an emo band that have been around since the heyday of emo pop punk music. Um, They are Tiger's Jaw. And they've been around since 2005. They've kind of changed hands with members here and there. But they are working on new music. And I'm actually excited. I didn't know this, but they have a couple new singles that I haven't even heard yet that just came out in October. But um, let's play it, dude. Uh, Oh, so Spotify let me know. You know how Spotify did their year end. Like, hey, here's the shit that you listen to. Turns out that I listened to this song 53 times. Uh, as of when Spotify shared that stuff with me, yikes! So, yeah, it kind of blew me away when I when I heard that. That's a le- that's more than once a week. 
that's not possible. Well, okay, here's why, dude. Because when I first heard it, I swear to God, I played it like 10 times back to back. Because I was just so <laughs> stoked, man. So, here it is. The band is Tiger's Jaw. The song is Warn Me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that feel-good emo music, dude, that we all fell in love with, that we did several episodes about. Um, was it this year or last year? I don't even remember. No, it man. was this year, dude. Yeah, it was, it was earlier this year, and uh, I think our first one was back in May. We started with Blink-182. Okay. But yeah, yeah, dude, it's that, it's that like, Jimmy Post-punk Eat World. punk emo stuff, yeah. Um, May. Yeah, man. And they, these guys have been doing it since 2005. That's funny, because like, you know, 
there are bands, there are new bands that make music that sounds like that. Yeah. They've kind of been, they've been there since the beginning, not the beginning, beginning, but like, you know, since third wave or whatever. Good stuff, man. That song just makes me happy. And every time I hear it. Yeah. That's a good song. And a perfect segue for my last song. Cute. Awesome. We did it. We fucking did We're gonna it. We're going to close it out. Dude. We did it. Close it out with, I mean, this was, if you've been listening to the show this year, you'll know that there's one band. Oh, I, I know. I know exactly. That I have sort of been obsessed with. That's an understatement, my friend. It, it is because Spotify has the data to back it up <laughs> to tell me how obsessed I was with these guys. So I'm talking about Narrowhead. I brought them maybe twice. I think I, I think I brought them twice as my What You Heard's. Um, and Spotify has informed me in the 2020 Wrapped that all five of my top songs, which is insane because I listen to a ton of music, just not on repeat like these guys. All of them were Narrowhead songs. Most of them were by uh, were off their 2016 record. I think it's called Satisfaction. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, they put out a new record this year. So of course I was all over it. It was an amazing record. Did you get your vinyl yet? Oh, of course I did. Dude, I got it like the day before it came out. <laughs> uh, I got a t-shirt as well because why not? Nice. Uh, so the record is called 12th House Rock. Came out, I believe, August of this year. And let me just tell you some data cue from Spotify. Tell me. It says here I was in the 0.5, the top 0.5% of their listeners this year. Top 0.5? 0.5. As in, I listened to them more so than the top 99.5% percent of their listeners. <laughs> um, I was also a pioneer, Q, is what Spotify tells me. Oh, wow. That I listened to Night Trist, which is one of the singles off their new record, before it hit 50,000 streams. So, you know, the definition of a hipster. You were leading the way. I was listening to it before it was cool. Um, And then, of course, they were my number one artist of the year. Was it Feels Like Sand? Was that your number one? Feels Like Sand. Yeah, Feels Like Sand was my number one. And that was off their 2016 record. I listened to it not as many times as you listened to that Tiger Job song, (laughs) which is funny. Um, but I listened to Feels Like Sand, I think 42 times or something like that this year. Anyway. Let's play some music, brother. How let's play it? some music. So I also wanted to say this, Q. I'm happy to see that Spotify's data is backing up almost all the artists that I brought as my top songs from 2020. Yeah, me too. Actually. Narrowhead, Equip, Hum, and Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon, who I just played a few tracks ago, right? So anyway, um, the data doesn't lie. So we're going to listen to the first track off of their new record. I specifically did not want to play a single, even though I absolutely love a track called Hard to Swallow, but I'm not going to play that. I want to play the opening track and we're going to play, it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy clip here, but that's in line with the rest of this episode. So uh, anyway, here we go. So this, this song is called Your Song.
gods, dude. <laughs> they're up there, man. They're already up there. Yeah, I mean, so obviously what they're doing is uh, a grunge revival, right? Yeah, uh, but it's not just grunge, right? It's it's. I wouldn't say they're. It's doing. post. It's 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 post hardcore. That makes it sound like they're 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 a fucking cover band. Well, like no, I mean that's a the thing. Cover band okay. for grunge. Are we gonna? Are we, are, are, am I gonna? <laughs> are you gonna make me do it? Do what? Are you gonna make me talk about Greta Van Fleet? Oh, <laughs> because the only reason I like to bring it up is because I think Greta Van Fleet is the perfect example of a band, and I might get hate for this. There might be people that love Greta Van Fleet, but they're an example to me of a band that is doing Zeppelin, basically. Yeah, and that's what they're doing, and that's they they don't care, right? So There's like, a it lot sounds of bands. like Zeppelin. Yeah, no, and you're right. They're they're more so than most. But yes, there are a lot of bands that are doing a sound. Yeah, like a like Temples comes to mind. Yeah, I like exactly. Temples. I, sure. I liked their uh, that one album of theirs. <laughs> right, but sure. but but no, the, yeah. But but Narrowhead is 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 they are they are carrying the torch, right? Like they're, yeah, there we go. It's not it's not a knockoff or a gimmick. Like they are right. just making rock music that sounds like grunge music because it is grunge music you know what i mean it's not like grunge can only be kind of like the band that you just played it's not like grunge music can only exist in the 90s and any grunge music that's after it is somehow like inferior right yeah i like their music more so than some bands from the 90s some some yeah. rock grunge grunge rock and they do it better than them and that's because they have all of that to draw from you know what i mean and it's not we kind of touched on this briefly on like the Pearl Jam episode and the Stone Temple Pilots episode that we did, where it's like you were in, like in the '90s, like if you were a grunge band, while the definition was still being like like the term, the genre was still being defined. Kurt Cobain had like a microscope, yeah, and he would be like nitpicking every single grunge band under this microscope. Exactly. Narrowhead isn't. They're not a grunge revival band. They're a band reviving grunge. Okay, I like that. Did you just come up with that? I did, dude. That's amazing. So like, <laughs> yeah. And what they're doing is incorporating a lot of different bands from that era into their own unique sound. So like, if you listen to this record, especially Hard to Swallow, that song I mentioned, you're going to hear, to me, what stands out the most is Helmet. I don't know if I've talked about Helmet before. I think I may have done a sidetrack on them, actually. A sidetrack? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah We've you done did. so many fucking artists. It's amazing. I know, man. Uh, we, uh, yeah. I did a, a soundtrack... A, sidetrack on helmet and they also they incorporate elements of hum which was one of my bands from this year but then they have i hear smashing pumpkins and some other stuff yes they have a lot of smashing pumpkins especially there's a single that's the thing if you name a 90s rock band that you like and i could probably point to a song off of this record or off of satisfaction that nods to that band and that's that's what makes narrowhead so great is it's everything that you love about 90s rock and grunge like rolled into this nice, perfectly executed package. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I've listened to Satisfaction a couple times all the way through. Yeah. Big fan. I haven't actually listened to 12 House Rock. All right. So I had always planned on ending this this countdown with, with Narrowhead. Like they're my top band, my favorite band to come out in a long time. They're from Texas, which is great. This, yeah, this record has gotten a lot of love. Um, they've kind of been elevated now to the next level of, popularity i guess but they're still very sort of a buzz band you know yeah. um but yeah so like vice 
I think had one of their tracks off of this record is one of the top hundred tracks from this year. Like once you, you know, so they've hit that, that next tier, you know? Um, so yeah, anyway, I love these guys. Again, my new favorite rock band, um, go listen to 12th house rock. If you haven't heard it already, and then go listen to satisfaction, uh, the album that came out in 2016. All right, Q we're done. We did it. We did, we did it. it. We wrapped up 2020, this goofy ass year, uh, with a nice little bow on top. And again, we've got, let's try and get it all done in one episode, but we're going to do a whole episode with our, uh, listener favorites and some of our previous guests, some of their favorite songs as well from 2020. That's right. So that's going to be fun. Oh, that'll dude. be next week. Here's something uh, interesting, Q, because I mentioned this when we talked about Equip. Remember how you're like, did you reach out to him and, and, and ask him if he was going to put out something for yeah, 2020? that's right. And I said that I reached out to him and asked him if he would if he was going to repress that record that I fell in love with. Uh-huh. Turns out he did, and I just bought it yesterday, and I'm fucking nice, stoked. Nice, nice. Oh, That's my God, the one dude. that's it's supposed to be like a soundtrack to a video game, right? Yeah, dude. It, the, cool. It's Dude, it, it's gorgeous, the, the vinyl. Um, let me see. Let me, yeah, dude. Slack it to me. I, I was so anxious that i missed it again because uh he actually announced this a week ago look at that oh mm. you see Better it or clean clean your pants son no dude i don't see oh i'm sure no, all i see all oh my bad I, th- I was looking in slack uh look at that Oof. oh dude you better frame that motherfucker man that guy knows what he's doing man with with his yeah with aesthetic. With his aesthetic yeah so i don't know how i missed this but um because you had George Clanton as one of your artists, right? Yeah, with Nick Hexum, the 311 dude. Equip is on the same record label as George Clanton. How cool. So, you know. Anyway, it's called 100% Electronica. That's the name of the record. Some record label. Wave Kings, dude. Yeah, dude. Anyway. So, just to make this episode even longer, um, we're going to do what we have done the last three weeks, which was bring a musical moment from 2020 to the table um last week it was uh kurt cobain not kurt cobain might as well have been right it was, <laughs> it was uh post malone post, yeah post malone's tribute to nirvana week before that it was Ireland oria and the record uh quarantine at Alganzo. the first week it was tom york doing plasticine figures on Whatever that guy's name, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Anyway, so something happened last week. So this is fresh, dude. But Alice in Chains. Last week, depending on. Well, oh, that's true. Depending on when you listen to we're this. We record. Yeah. Last week when we recorded this. Yeah. And today is December tenth. I just peeked behind the curtain. They're mm, not <laughs> supposed to know that. Uh, so, Alice in Chains was given the Founders Award this year by the Museum of Pop Culture. As part of that ceremony, they had this whole kind of thing and a ton of artists did covers of Alice in Chains songs, right? A ton of artists. So this has been the year, if you're a fan of Alice in Chains, this has been the year for covers because I talked about that record label. The first episode of our 2020 picks, I brought that Sabbath tribute or that uh, Sabbath cover of uh, Sleeping Village, right? And I talked about how the record label put out a Alice in Chains Dirt tribute record. Oh, man, uh, I'm looking at these tribute performances, dude. 
Mark Lanigan's jumping out at me. Is he now, Q? Because that's the, <laughs> the, that's the guy I'm bringing to the table. But anyway, so Metallica did a cover of Wood. Billy Corgan did a cover. Korn did a cover. Uh, Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Ann Wilson of Queen. Um, Chris no, 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 yeah, so, so, no, Novoselic. Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters. Anyway, some of these artists actually did the song together. So like Taylor Hawkins was behind the kit with, I think, Corey Taylor singing. Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction, right? Mastodon. Anyway, you can go watch all of those performances on YouTube. But the one that sucker punched me was the one by Mark Lanigan. Guy from Screaming Trees. Guy from Screaming Trees. He did, he did Queens of the Stone Age stuff. He was on um, Songs for the Deaf. He covered the song Nutshell, which is one of my favorite Alice in Chains tracks. It's the most like... It is this beautiful song that is also tragic, if you are familiar with Lane Staley's story. And the song is almost, their performance on MTV Unplugged is almost like the, it's the most well-known version of the song because of how, how like the, 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 the delivery, the performance by Lane Staley on MTV. Mark Lanigan came out with an autobiography this year and he talked about how how close he was with Lane Staley. And so that makes this performance even that more powerful because, you know, some of the lyrics in the song kind of give you a peek behind uh, the curtain of like what Lane Staley was going through, his depression and stuff like that, right? And he, I think, overdosed around the same time, um, like near, you know, around the time of that performance, the MTV performance, which made it that much more tragic right because we all saw you could see like the pain in this guy while he was singing right on mtv anyway i listened to a good a good amount of these covers and i picked the mark lanica one because it it i mean dude it choked me up dude so get your kleenexes ready also um there's like this steel um lap like slide guitar element that um another performer brings to the table that is really effective and sort of does like a nice spin facelift to the song. Anyway, so let's listen to it, Q, because I wanted, uh, I had to get your reaction. Usually we have just kind of had these songs play us out, but I, 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 we, we got to, we got to talk about it. All right. This is Mark Lanigan. And I'm guessing that this is the guitar. There, there's several musicians. There's somebody named Jeff Fielder, Ben Smith, Ryan Waters. They're kind of doing the drums and the bass and stuff like that. But Maggie Bjorklund, she's a um, a Danish guitarist. All right, Q. Here we go. Uh, this is get ready to have your your socks blown off, Q. All right, here we go.
Beautiful. Pretty fucking powerful. Moving. Yeah. Moving cue. Um I think it's it's uh it's a perfect song for Mark Lanigan to tackle because his his vocals are so uh I don't want to say it, dude. Don't I don't do want to say it. Don't say it. I've got another word flowing around in my head that I want to use <laughs> instead. It is so like tinder <laughs> haunting ha- it's Just haunting it. It, yeah his vocals are haunting yeah you know since we're wrapping up the year and doing like year end uh look backs why don't we look back at the word haunting haunting and hypnagogic pop those are our, our two buzzwords of the year dude uh yeah for sure i mean We've been saying hypnagogic. We've used that term ever since like episode three or four when we talked about Tycho. So Tycho, yeah. that one's been stuck. Haunting around. though. Um, there's that's, there's better that's our words word for 2020. There's better words to use to describe his vo- voice, but um, that's my go-to. But anyway, I mean, if you are familiar with his vocals on songs for the deaf by Queens of the Stone Age, he can also have this very deep gruff kind of voice right yeah and so to hear him perform like that and especially when you know that he was really good friends with lane staley the lyric at the very end of the song where he says if i can't be my own i'd feel better dead and then if you're watching the video mark lanigan kind of does this thing where he kind of kisses his lips and does this like peace line that's fucking it's moving man yeah um yeah, it's worth watching. It's great. So I'll put the I'll put the link to the YouTube video on our show notes page. Um, but yeah, so I you know I like I said I watched a lot of the covers from you know Corn and all of them. A lot of them just did pretty faithful renditions of the song that they were covering. Yeah, which I understand. Like it's you know it's hard to mess with perfection. I wouldn't want to alter it too much, right? But I would say Metallica did an interesting cover of wood uh, so i'd recommend watching that and i gotta say james hetfield's voice is still still hetfield's voice you know and did you want to you want to fade out with that yeah we'll fade out that with be our closing track yep sounds sounds good yeah we're gonna we'll, we'll fade out with uh metallica covering wood and it's kind of a really really well done kind of acoustic cover so anyway um but yeah that's that i was blown away by that performance that's probably one of the most beautiful tragic songs from that era i think especially when you know the story of of lane you know and the struggles he went through it's basically a song about um him you know his his struggle with being in the spotlight and stuff like that right so we talked about like no place to call home and stuff like that right anyway a lot of people struggle with that his privacy was raped like that's one of the lyrics like stuff like that Anyway, um, so that was that was our uh, that was our year end review. We we reached the end here, Q. And next week we got our listener picks coming at you. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, and I'm gonna put all these songs, our twenty songs, in the order that we played them, and I'll make a public Spotify playlist. Yeah, and then same with the listener one. Maybe we'll have a separate playlist for that. Uh, anyway, all right. So also we have. 
another playlist that I guess we'll maybe shape and kind of curate a little bit. But, you know, we had dozens of songs that didn't make the cut that maybe we'll put out like a 2020 picks. We'll put all that out at some point. Um, all right. So that's that. So where can you find us, Q? I'm going to make you say it this time. Oh, all right. See if you can remember how to say it all. <laughs> Man, it's been a while. Uh, so you can find us on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. You can stream all of our episodes directly from the website. We've got all of our show notes for each episode. It's got track lists on there, uh, sources from any articles that we uh, cite in the episode. You will find it on the website, nofillerpodcast.com. We are also part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the music podcast for music lovers uh music podcast network there we go music podcast network uh there are a ton of great music centered podcasts on the network we are happy to be part of it pantheonpodcasts.com uh we're also on twitter at no filler podcast is the handle uh and yeah that's it brother Next week, we're going to be bringing some of our listener favorites as well as some of our previous guests and their favorite songs from 2020. That's going to be fun, dude. So, yeah. And again, we're going to have Metallica fade us out with their cover of Alice in Chains' Wood. And that's going to do it, man. So, yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. One, two... It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.